Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 684. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the opportunity cost of an emergency fund. Because while it's good to have some funds for an emergency, sometimes those funds can be very excessive and there is an opportunity cost if you have too much in your emergency fund. So I wanted to go through the numbers with you, go through the thought process behind this and see what you think about this emergency fund analysis. So this came to us as a listener question. So let me first share that with you. So he says, I'm at a bit of a crossroads. I have about $100,000 in my savings, and I know this sounds silly, but I don't know what to do with it. I've gotten very used to having a good amount in my savings, but ever since listening to the podcast, I know I should be doing something else with it like I am with my other investments. Of course, since this is my only savings, I want to have a good reserve in case of an emergency as with anything. I'm not married or have kids yet. I have money in stock. And he has in parentheses, four different vehicles. This includes my work 403B, real estate, and precious metals. I thought about buying more properties on leverage since interest rates are good right now and or taking a chunk and putting it in my investment accounts and having a dollar cost average approach being pulled each month over a long period of time along with my normal contributions that are pulled from my checking account each month. I've just gotten used to having that savings amount and maintaining that. It's hard to see it go anywhere, but I know it needs to work for me. Any wisdom you can share would be much appreciated, especially for our current times. All right, so here's the thing. He's got $100,000 in savings and he wants to have an emergency fund. Well, let's talk about what you might use an emergency fund for. You might use it for medical expenses that are unexpected. Let's say you need an appendectomy or you get in a car accident and you have to pay a deductible on your insurance or you have some surgery that's not covered completely. Maybe you get laid off from your job and it takes you years to find another job. That would be the worst case scenario in my mind is that it would take you years to replace your income. Another scenario might be you need to repair your car. Maybe something went wrong with your car. You've got to spend several thousand dollars to fix it. So those things can all be very expensive, but the one that really bothers me the most is perhaps being laid off. Now, you don't say what your work is, but this is an economy now where there are lots of jobs available. So I don't think the risk that you'd be laid off from work for years and years is very realistic at this point in time. Let's assume that there's lots of jobs available. So if you needed $5,000 or maybe even $10,000 to pay for um, some unexpected emergency, you could liquidate money in your brokerage account. It wouldn't be ideal if we had a 2008 style crash, but then again, those happen very infrequently. Markets go down by 20% temporarily about every 10 years, and they decline by 10% about every six years. 
So yeah, ideally if the market was down, you wouldn't want to have to sell something when the market's down, but we can't really always control that. And you also would have tax due on any gains in your brokerage account. So if it wasn't a long-term capital gain, you would have ordinary income tax to pay on that gain. So that's something to take into consideration. One thing you really don't want to do is take money out of your 401k if you're under age 59 and a half or your 403b because you do have the 10% penalty plus any taxes due. And so using that as your emergency source is definitely a bad idea and I do not recommend it under any condition. Once you've got money in your 401k or your 403b, you just want to forget that you have it there. Just consider it put away for retirement forever. But let's do the math on the emergency fund concept. I went online and I looked up a couple of different interest rates. One was what interest rate was available on a money market account. And the highest rate that I found was 0.55%. Then I went and I looked for what is the highest rate on a savings account that has zero monthly fees. And the savings account rate that I found that was the highest was 1.85%. So we're going to use those in our compounding examples. 0.55% in the case of a money market, 1.85% with zero monthly fees in the case of a savings account. And we're going to use the average annual long-term stock market return of 10%. So let's say you had $1,000 in your emergency fund and you kept it there for 20 years. This was again, in case of anything bad that could go wrong, you just wanted some liquidity there. What's the opportunity cost of $1,000? Well, in a money market account at 0.55%, Over 20 years, that $1,000 could have grown to $1,115. In a savings account at 1.85%, that $1,000 emergency fund could have grown over 20 years to $1,443. And if you were able to invest that in the stock market, get long-term average returns at 10% over 20 years, that $1,000 could have grown to $6,727. So, Investing in the stock market, if you were able to get historical long-term rates of return, would have made you $5,254 more than the savings account and $5,612 more than the money market account. Remember the six steps to wealth. And if you aren't familiar with this in my book of teachings, go back to my earlier podcast or look at the Wealth Heiress book and you'll understand that step four, investing in a money engine, step five, compounding at a high rate are important steps in your wealth building. Now let's take this one step further. Let's look at a $5,000 emergency fund. If you invested $5,000 at 0.55% in a money market account over 20 years, it would grow to $5,579. If you invested your $5,000 emergency fund in a savings account at 1.85%, over 20 years, it would grow to $7,214. And if you invested your $5,000 emergency fund in the stock market, and it was able to get long-term average rates of return of 10% over 20 years, your $5,000 would have grown to $33,637. A gain of $26,000 over the savings account and a gain of $28,000 over the money market account. So having your money sitting idle could have cost you a lot of money. And the question is, is it worth not investing it for the long-term in order to potentially pay for a short-term emergency. 
And that, my friends, is opportunity cost. You have the opportunity to keep your cash liquid and let it sit with very little return, or you have the option to get your money working harder for you. And yes, perhaps you might have an emergency where you might have to take some of that money out, but then again, maybe you won't, and maybe it'll get to accumulate the whole 20 years in my example. All right, well, you talked about $100,000. So let's look at the opportunity cost of your $100,000 sitting there. At 0.55% in a money market, over 20 years, your $100,000 could grow to $111,594. At 1.85%, your $100,000 sitting in the savings account would grow to $144,284. But if you were to invest in the stock market and if you were able to get long-term historic average rates of return of 10%, your $100,000 over 20 years would grow to $672,000 $749, or a gain of over $528,000 over the savings account and $561,000 over the money market account. And while we were worried about paying for some kind of an emergency, you missed the opportunity to get your money working harder for you. That's really the point of what I want you to get out of this podcast, is the fear of some unforeseen emergency is keeping people frozen into doing nothing with their money and thinking that parking it at 0.55% is their best option, or parking it at 1.85% is a great option for them. I'm going to disagree with that and say, I think you should invest your money Hope to get it compounding for you at just average rates of return. I'm not talking about anything spectacular. I'm talking about long-term average rates of return for investments in the stock market. So opportunity cost is what are you foregoing in order to leave your money in cash or do something more productive with it. Now, in terms of answering your question, you said you've thought about buying some more real estate. And yes, interest rates are low. But that also means that real estate is historically high. And if you haven't listened to my real estate report for 2020, I would refer you to podcast number 667 for my opinion about what the real estate market is going to do in 2020 and beyond. And if you want to hear some amazing stories about compounding and the power of compounding and how millionaires and billionaires have used crazy compounding to their advantage, then listen to my podcast number 682. Because in the end, wealth building is all about the rate that you compound at. And I'm trying not to stretch to incredible rates of return, although many people in history have earned incredible rates of return. I'm not talking about that for you. I'm talking about average, long-term, repeatable, fairly predictable rates of return over a 20-year period. So using asset allocation to diversify your money and aim for a 10% average annual rate of return, I think is a good goal. Yes, there's risk that there may be fluctuation and you may need that money right at the wrong time, but you're probably still ahead of just having your money in a savings account or a money market. And there's always the chance that you might do better than average. For example, the last five years, the stock market has actually averaged 12.5%, 25% more than the average annual 10% return long-term. And I've also done a podcast about why I'm wildly bullish for the 2020s. So you can listen to that podcast. It's podcast number 648. 
So while there's fear that we're going to have some emergency that's unforeseen, that's going to cause us the impact of having to sell an asset at the wrong time, I'm going to say, I think the bigger risk is the opportunity cost of not properly investing your money, letting it sit in cash, and not having it work hard for you. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available three times a week. And if you haven't been to our page of podcasts, our wealth mentoring library, go to my website, lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts and see all of the topics available. They're short, informative podcasts that are going to help you answer your question and help you move forward to attain financial freedom. And right now we have a podcast review contest going on and your prospects of winning are really good. There are 25 prizes in all. I'm giving away 10 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197, 10 of my Wealth Heiress books, which was named to the list of all-time best wealth books by Book Authority, and I'm giving away five one-on-one wealth mentoring sessions with me. All you need to do is if you have an Apple phone, leave a review on iTunes. That will get your name in the drawing one time. If you have an Android phone, leave your review on stitcher.com. It's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. And if you've read the Wealth Heiress book and you leave a book review on Amazon, that will get your name in the drawing two times. And winners will be announced in mid-March. Thank you so much for everyone who's left a review. I love reading them. You guys are amazing. And I look forward to seeing yours. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.